0: You know, the nice thing about buying food for a man is that you don't have to laugh at his jokes.
1: I want this picture to be a commentary on modern conditions, stark realism, the problems that confront the average man. But with a little six. A little, but I don't want to stress it.
2: Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema Folks, your weekly movie review podcast, where we pair craft cocktails with some of the greatest movies ever. As always, I am your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, Josh Price, and I am joined by my co-host Greg and our producer Shosti. Well, Hello. This week, we are bringing to the table Sullivan's Travels. Uh, This is the film where the Coen brothers got the idea for the name of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm -hmm. We decided to go with this because... None of us had heard of it before, but it seems to it seems to have uh, gotten a lot of acclaim in its day. Sully, right. I just want to tell you that old oh, brother, where art thou, is going to be the greatest tragedy ever made. Mm-hmm. And that line was not necessarily wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how you look at it, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so this movie came out in 1941. It was directed by Preston Sturgis. It had a budget of six hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars, and a box office return of one point two million. True, that seems huge for forty-one, right? Doubled up. Like I'm, yeah, I'm right. I, I can't quite remember what Wizard of Oz did uh, before that, but I. That's a I lost feel episode. Like, yeah, <laughs> I wish I could pull that. We'll get, off. we'll <laughs> get back to that someday. But um, good I, thing too. <laughs> I, I do want to
1: say it's, it's at least comparable if memory serves. Yeah. It just seems like a huge budget, almost seven hundred thousand yeah. for forty one. It seems like wow, they really put a lot of uh, eggs yeah. in this basket. Yeah, yeah, and
2: that's that's interesting considering like when this when this film opens. They're talking about making a $1 million movie, like $1 million budget movie. And this movie didn't even have that much Mm, on its budget. So imagine how big of a production they were talking
1: about. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're just – it's called Sullivan's Travels for Mm. a reason. You know, he's all over the place, but he always ends up back. And I think that right off the bat you get that you don't realize how funny the movie Mm. is kind of until – Oh, we're back in Hollywood. I can't seem to get away from this place kind of thing, you know? And- I'm going to pause you there. I'm going to pause right.
2: you there because this is one of those rare occasions where it's – this is a relatively unknown movie today. So I'm going to give a yeah, real quick you're right. You're right. Uh, synopsis of the plot so that, you know, those of you who haven't seen it have an idea what we're talking about. So Catch there's this, uh, this big-time director who's our titular Sullivan. Um, he's trying to make a movie about, you know, the hardships of, of life. Uh, it sounds like a Grapes of Wrath kind of movie called Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? And the studio is trying to pressure him into making something a little more lighthearted. But he wants to get to, you know, the heart of man, really dig into people's troubles. So he decides he's going to live on the streets uh, and ride the tri- tri- ride the rail cars um, like a vagrant mm-hmm. of the time and see what their life is like. Tramp, he sets out with, unquote. what is it, 10 cents in his Ten pocket? 10 cents, yep. And the movie documents not only his journey doing that but his emotional and personal journey uh coming to terms with the american condition the human condition right uh during some troubling times
1: and all of his cronies are saying don't do it make a funny comedy and (laughs) but it's weird how the tables turn in this movie Mm -hmm. quite often actually you know because it goes from funny to realistic and trying to draw i mean the guy has no clue he, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's funny when the girl uh, Veronica Lake goes into his his home and is like where's the swimming pool you know he's got everything yeah. there you know blah 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 just stacks up and it it's it's a satire true mm-hmm. and true you know what i mean there's there's elements of a lot of things in here but i mean it's it's making fun of the modern man and mm-hmm. making fun of not the modern man necessarily, but the aristocrat, the high, mm-hmm. the, the higher ups, the, the one percenters. You
2: know? Well, and I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up that it's a satire because the other hand of satire is addressing social issues, right. and for a movie that's 80 years old, this movie is very relevant today. Mm. You know, it it addresses you know not just you know the the plight of the poor and the plight of the homeless, mm. but also the disconnect between Hollywood and the average person. Yeah. I Capitalism mean, we, and, Yeah uh,
0: Against your everyday man
2: mm-hmm. we, we we talk here the and there Yeah We yeah, talk here and exactly. there About how Hollywood Doesn't seem to Understand the movies They're making yeah. And this movie Understands that mm-hmm. And it tries to get To the core of why mm-hmm. And it's It's
1: I was surprised By this film I was I really enjoyed it Yeah there were Certain elements Certain elements Like we talked No obviously this movie Is connected to Old Brother We're Out Though mm-hmm. um, The Coen Brothers movie uh, That we be just did this should come out right after probably but um like even in black and white there's certain scenes um that i think that they took from this movie into that like the mm-hmm. opening scene where he's not the opening scene but when he's got the his little his satchel and a mm-hmm. stick and stuff and it's that kind of that wide shot i mean it, it it's black and white but it mm-hmm. it holds like you, you, you're you there like it's mm-hmm. got that glistening effect like then the gold trees from this other movie and yeah. a few other ones like that but i don't think the movie was supposed to kind of have that flair you know it's definitely more right. of a Think mm-hmm. piece Sort of You know what I mean it, it, It's got elements of Like I said A lot of different things From mm-hmm. camera work to The banter is hilarious You know Not, yeah. I think a lot of it goes Shasta and I were talking before And a lot of it goes Kind of unnoticed In today's day and age Because it's not meant for our mm-hmm. for, It doesn't perk up our ears The way they're speaking Right Their, their comedy is not The same as it is today Very right?
0: situational Like I disagree yeah. And say that right off the bat This movie is slapstick comedy mm. you know, like you're saying It's kind of okay. hard to pick up At like it's not like stepbrothers. Right, You know right. what I exactly, mean? It's, yeah. not, to, yeah. it's not Dick and Far jokes. It's, oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. situational humor yeah. that's like, I think kind of goes over your head if mm-hmm. you're kind of, um, you know what I mean? We're, we're obviously conditioned to like modern films and, and covering yeah. a lot of those and touching base right. on it. It's just very interesting mm-hmm. to see. Also, movies just like super meta as far mm-hmm. as, you know what I mean? Sullivan wanted to set out to make, um, you know, a real gritty movie mm-hmm. and doesn't want to make a comedy and then they end up. Doing what they're not mm-hmm. trying to... You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And f- film movies within a m- movies. Mm-hmm. Right. And your classic road trip. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a main character without a name. Those are like three elements for movies that we love covering. Right. So, yeah. And if we
2: want to tie it back to the movie that gets its name from this... Oh yeah. um, Brother, Where Art Thou? is a road trip movie. <laughs> Sorry, I want to say... It's a, it's a it's <laughs> a road time, trip movie. <laughs> it is based on a Greek tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's also a comedy
1: yeah
2: so yeah it is easy to imagine that if the Sullivan's travels took place in the real world the movie they would have made would have been something like oh brother where art thou for sure yeah and it it, it really makes you respect both of these movies more I Mm -hmm. think I I know we try to look at films individually but just for a moment I'd like to mirror them right because we do try to find those moments in film history that are important, that sometimes go overlooked. And this is definitely one of them. Yeah, agreed. This shows, agreed. you know, there, there are still parts of kind of this forgotten era of film that are affecting movies today. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a movie that really wasn't big outside of its time. Right. Like it was, it was a hit.
1: Yeah. But you have mo- but, you know other actors and movies that are over right Cary Grant and and know, this I mean this director that... even like this director made three
2: movies that year and oh, wow. one of them overshadowed the other two and it was mm-hmm. Ladies' Eve, mm-hmm. um so even with as successful as this was it gets
1: forgotten because Ladies' Eve was kind of his, his big moment for that. year. But think about that again. You said he did three movies that mm-hmm. year. What other director? And we talked about you know time and how that kind of correlates mm-hmm. from from then to now what other directors doing three movies in a year that that's going to spike like these I mean, mm-hmm. with these kind of budgets, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. really tough and to do. And, and to, to be able to keep, get a, a clear, concise point across on mm-hmm. every one of them is even harder to do because yeah. compartmentalizing each movie has got to be such a <laughs> mind F, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and
2: basically <laughs> if you want to put it in like a more modern perspective, it'd be like if this director put out Donnie Darko and <laughs> schindler's list in the same year (laughs) yeah and still did another movie (laughs) yeah right (laughs) doesn't even matter at that point (laughs) (laughs) so it's impressive yeah you know and and in a time where they were cranking out movies in weeks not Mm. months or years yeah so it it, the foresight to have this this is a, a rather complex tale yeah. being told like there's a point probably three uh, two-thirds of the way through where you feel like the movie's wrapping up right you, you know sullivan's learned his lesson you yeah. think and then, then he
0: learns very, another then lesson then he really learns very his, his brother were out there yeah. yes. yeah.
1: he went looking yeah. for trouble Honey, and he finally, he finally found it he finally found it yeah i mean he found what he was looking for he didn't he's not in uh uh you know no it, safety net yeah exactly there he's comes a point and, and and
2: that i think you're right we shouldn't spoil that part yeah, but okay. there's a there is a point where he has no safety net, mm. and he actually does have to live the life that he spent the last however long trying to live. This right. life of the the forgotten
1: lower class American, and it, it very much so gets forgotten. Brain. Yeah, <laughs> and... for sure. And you know, thinking about that, like do you ever put your like put yourself like in his shoes? How mm-hmm. scary that would be to yeah. go in from a life of. Uh, Ex- excess yeah. and, 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 and luxury And luxury To like Being forgotten There's no one To, to help you And you're on You're on hard labor <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah And I don't yeah. think
0: This really spoils anything But It's After After the hardships That he finally faces For mm-hmm. He um He ends up not making The movie Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean And that's Yeah I, I think that's he he got what he wanted, you know. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, right, exactly. I think he learned
2: he, he learned the right le- he learned the lesson he wanted to learn yes. the so first the right time, way. and not to but then
0: not the way after, after he be. has and that, Not exploited the idea of yeah. homeless people and mm-hmm. living shelters right. and everything. And it's
1: funny because he out. was he, that all happened. That uh, that the, the, the movie shifts when he's like he's doing a good deed. Mm-hmm. He thought he learned all he needed to learn, yeah. and he's like, yeah. You know, and, and I thought I found it funny because it's like, here's five bucks. And I know five bucks is five bucks and forty one, but it's like. Still, like you're, you're, they're excited, but like, mm-hmm. what are you really doing to help them? You know what right. I mean? It's just, yeah. it's one of those things. It's that's what that's the sat- satirical yeah. feel of the film. You know, it's just like, you didn't do yeah. enough. Now we're gonna mm-hmm. get you. Your penance has not been fulfilled, sir. And <laughs> right, and and they're, they're the lesson he ultimately learns because it. This, this is still the time
2: period where. It was like a book report. at At the end of the movie, we we, we were told what the lesson we learned was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and he goes, you know, I I want to give these people a laugh because that's all some people have. Yeah, yeah. It was very. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. At the end, you yeah.
1: Know? <laughs> you know, it's just. And
2: I mean, it, without knowing exactly what year that came out, you know, Pretty similar close. time period. Yeah. You know. Yeah um
0: this is like between great depression and world war Two, pretty much right? yeah. yeah
1: this is right before a couple years before we enter the war and i'm, I'm and pretty sure yeah jimmy stewart was still mm-hmm. huge in this time area mm-hmm. there's like he's one of the main ones right but yeah i think uh,
2: era of the western you know and yeah. then this comes out yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's that's also something to consider mm-hmm. is
1: this place in its own time right i was trying to kind of correlate a few ideas from um Chassis. Oh brother, we're out, <laughs>
2: And
1: in uh, this film, um, Sullivan's Travels, um, just about I was trying to really kind of find a way that the water kind of linked things together because mm-hmm. it seemed like there was such a big part of that movie. Mm-hmm. And there's certain aspects where, like the pool scene, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. dunked in there, and then at kind of at, towards the end, there's that kind of, you know, swamp scene mm-hmm. and stuff. So I, I was really trying to link them up, and I don't think that they're completely. Obviously, they're not tied yeah. to hit, but I mean, I. I I understand where the Coen brothers got this idea, and I just, I, you know, and, and they're so intelligent, and like they're they think so outside the box. We're they able to put mm-hmm. anything together. Well, but I, I think I, th- I think there's a few things in this movie that I think hit. And
2: yeah, if, if you want to find a tie bet- bet- with the water between the two films, um, it's most likely to be just the concept of cleansing. Yeah.
1: So when, but when, even in murky water like the swamp water, yeah. So when
2: water is introduced both times in "Oh Brother, Where, Where Art Thou," it is it's used as a cleansing thing. Mm-hmm. Like the first time, it's because uh, Pete and Delmar are They're having baptized. their sins washed yeah. away, and then it, the the second time, Everett is being forcefully baptized by the flood, right? And everything is getting washed away in the valley, and in this film when water is introduced it's the first point in uh in sullivan's journey where he starts to see uh the other the other side of things because mm-hmm. he realizes that his his this girl that's come on this journey with him that he's, he's met by happenstance yeah. has been kind of trying to struggle to break into hollywood and become yeah. an actress and yeah things just didn't come not just didn't come easy they didn't Mm -hmm. come at all and it's the first time that mirror cracks for him Mm -hmm. where oh maybe life isn't as simple as i'd like it to be
1: and she also tries to give back Mm -hmm. right away when she first meets him Mm -hmm. at a little coffee shop
2: yes yeah she uh (laughs) well I think this is as good a point as any. Yeah, <laughs> I <was know>. like, <laughs> Come on, there you go, it. ding ding. <laughs> to tell you the Lime name of this drink. <laughs> um, so, thirsty, Josh. Is the off. Uh, the location where our our protagonist and his compatriot meet is a little diner, and the slang term for it at the time was an owl wagon. So today's drink is an owl wagon. This is uh, more or less a coffee based drink. It is an ounce of Irish cream. One ounce of cherry brandy, two ounces of coffee. We're going with cold brew today. Uh two dashes of our cherry bitters and two dashes of our favorite Aztec bitters. Give it a quick stir over the rocks, and there you have mm-hmm. the owl wagon.
1: Hmm. That's nice.
2: Right? It's subtle. Very. Hmm. You know, it's it's not something that's uh Exploding on your tongue, but it is a very pleasant, sippable experience. Much yeah. like our opinions.
1: Um, right. <laughs> and I don't do coffee, like, ever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, <laughs> and know, we, it's, it's good <laughs> stuff. I drink coffee by the 32 <laughs> ounce, so. No, you drink espresso by the 32 <laughs> ounce. I seen it. Yeah. Well, how do you well, think I became your favorite bartender? <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: No, I, I think it, it balances itself out really well, yeah. and... You know, when you consider, you know, the the time period and the people that would have been frequenting an owl wagon, they would have been, you know, the type that would have liked to kick back with, you know, an Irish coffee or a yeah. little bit of Bailey's right. coffee. It seemed that way because,
1: um, you know, she's not she's nameless in this movie, mm-hmm. but uh, Veronica Lake, um, she was on her way out. You know, she's she's had enough with the Hollywood mm-hmm. life. She's a um, I think that's kind of cool that they left her unnamed. Mm-hmm. Um. Because she was just another nameless actress trying to make it mm-hmm. happen and in Hollywood, I think that yeah. was another thing that kind of tied into the balance or yeah. drama, satire, satire that they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of going for. Um, but I thought she was amazing in this movie. Um, I agree, and I think and she's smoking hot. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> for forty one, <laughs> well, Veronica Lake was was definitely a uh,
2: I don't want to say femme fatale, but it, but a, a, a recognizable beautiful yeah. face in Hollywood at the yeah. time for forty years. Yeah, you know nothing nothing as big as like murder on the Nile or whatever, mm. but, uh,
1: or death on the Nile, but
2: definitely someone that everybody, it was a household name. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think that the, the name of the, Sullivan's travels, I think that mm-hmm. tr- Sullivan's travels does not happen without Veronica Lake. I agree. You know, the whole movie, I, I feel like it's, I think she's more the main character than anything else. Like she she's, she's driving. She's the one pushing. She's the one, accepting totally and trying to have growth wouldn't that she's already accepted her Mm -hmm. her spot and for her to kind of still be like hey i want to i'll be homeless with you shit i don't got nothing to go back to you know right i'll I'll go back to the east coast
2: well and i'm gonna i'm gonna push back a little bit on uh on your view of of her being nameless because she's just a nameless actor like i i see your point Mm. but i think we are intended to see this film through sullivan's eyes and to him It doesn't matter what her name is. Mm. All that matters, she's his manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, doesn't matter who she is. Everything she does gets him where he needs to go. Mm.
1: So, but I don't think without her ferocity and her her struggles, that he would even have paid any attention. The only the fact is, she wanted to buy him eggs and bacon. We're talking about you know. Millionaire, whatever you want to call a director, and then she's like, "I'm on my way out. I got nothing. To... Here's some eggs and bacon." Oh, I, 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 I
2: definitely agree, but I also think Green she eggs. is, <laughs> she's Kirsten Dunst in Elizabeth Town. I hate Kirsten Dunst. She's, well, I love Elizabeth Town, so we're gonna have some problems. <laughs> um, um, but kind of that OG, spunky, yeah, self-sustaining, independent woman, yeah, who. Doesn't have a growth arc, doesn't have a story arc, mm. is only there for, for the advantage mm. of the main character. This is absolutely a woman that would have been written into any number of films like Elizabethtown, like mm-hmm. Garden State. And it's interesting to see that trope crop up so
1: early mm. in film when the, the, the term wasn't coined for another right. 50 years. Well, don't tell me she doesn't have arc. Because she literally went from woman to man back into woman. <laughs> Moving on! Is a little boy, little back boy. Into yeah. Moving I, on! I thought that was funny, though. They're like, nobody's going to believe you're a, you're a little boy. Look at you. are Veronica Lake. Everyone knows you. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like Britney Spears of the 40s. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, I, I, I think both viewpoints are valid. I just think mine is more valid because it's mine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and that's that's to be expected. <laughs>
1: No, it, it, I I actually hadn't thought about it that way. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I mean there's a... F- I mean, uh, what's another cool scene? Um that race car scene at the beginning. Yeah. Really cool, really cool scene. That little thirteen year old pulls up and they're trying to outrun them. Mm-hmm. The, the, the 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 party bus. Uh, the bus. That, <laughs> and they're all bored because like they're that's doing a land yacht. Yacht. yeah, that's that yeah, like you said, slapstick and that's like in a physical comedy and all that kind of stuff. It was, per- it was a nice way to kick that thing off for sure. Well,
2: and it was it's interesting like, looking at it, I can recognize it now since we did Seven Samurai. They pulled a very similar trick mm-hmm. to the samurai running down the hill at mm-hmm. the camera where they've got that wide lens, mm-hmm. but they're you can tell they're way back. So it makes the car look like it's going comically faster than it really mm-hmm. is. And I'm sure they sped the film up a little bit for yeah. effect, mm-hmm. but it's really cool to see those tricks now that we know what we're looking for yep. in their original yep. time period. Yep, absolutely right.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was. Stoked. I, I,
2: I watch most of these movies like standing in front of my TV with a bag of chips or something, <laughs> and I was, I was over the moon for this one. I like jumped up on my bed like, it happened again. Yeah. Like, I love being able to see those
1: those things transition yeah. across film and how it's you know Seven Samurai years mm-hmm. and years and, and they're still using them today. And yeah. You know, if we're talking forty one, still mm-hmm. being used. It's it's cool. It's a cool movie. Yeah, and. So I, I
2: just kinda wanna throw this to the table because I really wasn't sure how they did it. So there's a scene where Sullivan and Veronica Lake are kind of walking at night and they're they're very clearly on a set, but there's a lake behind them. And you can tell it's real water, but the set behind them is a is a matte wall, is a flat wall. Mm. I how do you think they would have pulled that off? Like did they just put a pool in the set and Right, like
1: build a build a uh, a facade up to the to that level. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, then mess with the. Uh... Do you know that? Yeah, that I don't. I don't know. I because mean, really it's, it's, it's a moment of like absolute forced perspective. So yeah. let me set the scene
2: for those of you who haven't seen the film. Um, it, nighttime, the stars are, way way in the back, and it, you can like for, in today's eyes you can see that it's a wall, and then much closer there's water and it's moving you can tell that it's it's real water and then your your closest distance These is your are actors who paste. are still they're still in full frame so you can see their whole bodies you can see them walking and it looked like they did a really good job of forcing this this image that they're on a beach or or, or on a lakeside but for the life of me i can't figure out how they got this shot unless they
1: built a pool built a pool We'll go with that. I, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering that part. <laughs> Six
0: hundred grand budget, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah and forty-one. Maybe they had the money for they it. They got the excavator out. And... <laughs>
1: right. It'd be really funny if it was the same pool. Or just like black tarp. But they were just waving. It wasn't real water. <laughs> You're <just like> a <laughs> reflection That's even out. more impressive. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> no, it was just one of those things that stuck out to me. It's like I I, I tossed it over my head the last couple days, and I just it's the only answer I can come to. I don't know and it, it, it. It, you know it highlights <laughs> it highlights some of the the obstacles that like filmmakers have always kind mm-hmm. of had the same obstacles but we have better technology and better access to certain places and things now so sometimes you know filming bayside is easier to do in person now whereas back then almost everything was on a set mm-hmm. so they they had to be much more creative in how they suspended your disbelief and they did a good job here i just it's modern eyes you know it took 80 years to be able to see that's a set mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's impressive in in the on the on the production side amen uh that's kind of where my notes come to end yep. it's it, it's hard for me to talk anymore about
1: this movie without really <clears throat> spoiling the major moments yeah i mean uh greg you got anything else to kind of no, I mean, I think we went through them. I mean, it, it, it's tough to say spoil when it's made 80 years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, guy. So I'm not too worried about it. But yeah, fair. Um, no, I mean, I think overall, it's it's well done. It, mm-hmm. it achieved what it was set out set out to achieve. The director did a great job, and especially did three movies that year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hats yeah. off to him. And, and just goes to show you, like the the small things, like from the past, can can. Springboard the future and, mm-hmm. and future imagination, and that's kind of why I like doing these shows with you guys. It's kind of, it's all encompassing. You know, we mm-hmm. can draw back from this era to that era to put it into modern day yeah. fruition and just kind of see the growth of the art in mm-hmm. all facets. So, that's I, all I, got. I I I like
2: really visiting these little gems mm-hmm. because we we do have so many shining moments in film history that are obvious. And something like this I thought you hated the Shining. deserves. Okay, <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding. I had to. <laughs>
2: well, well, maybe we'll go back to that someday. We'll, we'll give that a redux. Yeah. Kubrick was known for that. Um, I think finding something like this, and in the way that we did, makes it that much more special because it's like we're we're we consider ourselves film, students of film, mm-hmm. and coming across something like this feels like we found that little speck of gold. That yeah. we're always panning for right and it's a shout out to my future brother-in-law uh for bringing up ladies eve several days ago just by coincidence mm. it was in, it was interesting to see that that director uh what's his name uh preston sturgis was able to pull off such monumental moments in film and still be overshadowed by his own work yeah yeah, that's, that's got to be kind of a weird yeah. feeling. <laughs> yeah. Great shit. It's, it's very Spielbergian. <laughs> um, but that said, um, I think it's probably time we start stepping into our, our final segment here. Um, let's take a look at what the critics had to say about Sullivan's Travels. Oh, my lord. Oh, man. All right, so we have a 100% tomato reading from critics and 89 from the audiences. Now, what we're looking at here is that critic score. Yep. Grego, mm-hmm. my
1: favorite question of the night was this movie overboard or <laughs> underboard? You know, it's tough to say on this one because it, it led to one of, in my opinion, one of the uh, better to best movies of our area, era. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an overpour. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what they achieved, I like what they're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an overpour. Um, gonna I personally I'd probably put this on like the eighty-three mark.
2: 83. eighty-three.
1: Okay. Shosti?
0: Yeah, I think it's slightly overpoured. Um, I'd I'd would rate it higher than that. Though. I'd put it in the nineties. I don't put too many oh, movies wow, in the nineties. Okay. I think I'd give it a ninety-one. Cool. Um, I think as a comedy and a drama, mm-hmm. um, and touching, <clears throat> spending enough time to touch on both of those things, it's mm-hmm. as good as any. Any other one And like I said Anytime it's It's a movie Within a movie Mm -hmm. It just becomes Next level Like meta wise Mm -hmm. You know what I mean It's like This director In the movie Was setting out To not make a comedy. Make mm-hmm. a gritty movie about the the poor people of America after yeah. the Depression. It's it's essentially exploiting poor people mm-hmm. and making a movie about it. And Sturgis throughout this, ended up making a comedy that exploited poor people. Yeah. Like the last scene in the movie. This isn't giving anything away either. Mm-hmm. But it's literally like all all like your your everyday man mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. theater just laughing maniacally. Yeah. And yeah. He's like he's there with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's next level.
1: It ended up it ended up exploiting the rich class mm-hmm. more so.
0: I I mean, no. Theoretically, think, no, the movie yeah. kind of ends before that, but theoretically. Right. I think yeah. I think the film ex- I think what he was doing in the film exploited poor people, mm-hmm. that's what right. he wanted to set out to do the movie and I was him, no and in the end Peter Sturges mm-hmm. ex- right. ended up doing that exact same yeah. thing, which to me puts it in the 90s. reason. Cool. Yeah. reason Absolutely. I gave, um, I'm pretty
1: sure I gave 91 to Oh Brother We're Out, though. You might have. <laughs> I think I did.
0: You <laughs> might have. Um,
2: I'm going to say this is an overpour. I mean, it's, it's hard to... I mean, it'd be really hard to say this was an underpour, given it's t- hundred rating. I think it's overpour. It, it just... Isn't, it's a fuzz out of my top 100, I think. So I'm going to give it an 89. Um, but I do want to say, if we were talking about just movies about making movies, this is top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the rest of that top three would be, but I can tell you movies like Mank that came out recently or,
0: you know, just pick
2: them. There's I mean, dozens of movies. Of cinema Paradiso, yeah.
0: so we did recently. Truman Show. Truman there's so Trump. many movies. <laughs> right. like, And
2: the Academy just yep. comes all over themselves <laughs> yeah. about movies, movies <laughs> oh, yeah. about making oh, yeah. movies. So there's so many of them. And I think this is top tier version. Yeah. Absolutely. Of that. especially for the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So old, is
0: in my mind. It's hilarious. Yeah, I like, yeah, I lo- I it was. It was very so funny. Much. The comedy hits, yeah. the
2: emotion hits, and
0: like, I'm like laughing. Like I normally yeah. just like like breathe through my nose, right, and, and like, smile, oh. <laughs> And like look at my phone. Like I'm like <laughs> I'm like laughing out loud at this movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I had so much fun.
2: Hell yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm really glad uh, you stumbled across you stumbled across this film when you did. Um, this was. It's, it's rare for me to say that that a, a movie I watched in my adult life yeah. has has brought more fulfillment to me than I had before. So, thank you. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Audience, this is the part of the show we like to ask, what's your rating? Drop it under them, down into them comments and let us know, was this an overpour, an underpour? Do you agree with any of us specifically? Um, have you seen this film? Have you heard of it? Um... That said, if you'd like to get even more involved, y'all know where to find our Patreon down in that description. As for that, Greg, Joe Shasti I love Is you both. Love Audience, you love, we love you all. We gotta say goodbye.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't be trying to lead me astray, would you?